Welcome to The Corner Table, a podcast about food and drink in Madison, Wisconsin, produced by the Capital Times. I am your host, Cap Times food editor, Lindsay Christians. This week, we have a very special holiday episode for you. My colleague, Jessie O'Poyan, is the host of an election season podcast called Wedge Issues. She spent the year interviewing candidates for various kinds of public office, and one of her most important questions was, what is your favorite kind of Wisconsin cheese? We then took that list, bought a bunch of the cheeses, and paired them up with some incredible champagne brought by our friend Bob Haymauer from Cork and Bottle on East Johnson Street. This, friends, is how you do the holidays in Wisconsin. Without further ado, I give you Corner Wedge Table Issues. Welcome to the podcasting room, Jesse and Bob. Hey. Hi. So I am Lindsay Christians. I am the food editor here at the Cap Times and the host of The Corner Table. And I am here with... Jesse Opoyan. I am the politics reporter at the Cap Times, and I host the Wedge Issues podcast, which is about politics. And I'm Bob Haymauer. I'm the wine buyer at Tornado Steakhouse and proprietor of Cork and Bottle on East Johnson Street and an amateur political dork. Well, actually, I mean, I, I mean, every political... time I go to Cork and Bottle, we talk about politics. It's true. So. You're not the only one. <laughs> every time I go to Cork and Bottle, we never talk about politics. <laughs> You're the only one. And he's the bridge between us here. <laughs> this is a very special episode. Like the holiday episodes, a very special episode. It's true. It, and it's it is special. a crossover between the corner table. And wedge issues. So perfect. So what we're going to do today, though, is we're going to be pairing cheeses with wine because the people that you've had on your podcast, have you made them all choose their favorite cheese. I did. So heading into the election this year, I interviewed just about every candidate that was on the ballot. Um, most of the people who are running for governor, people who are running for U.S. Senate, people who are running for attorney general, lieutenant governor, you name it. I tried to get them in here and our interviews ranged from you know serious policy questions to less serious, not so policy oriented questions. And I did that because I really wanted to give people a sense of the people who were running for office, right? So at the end of each interview, I would run a lightning round and we could talk about, you know, what's your favorite book? What did you do to relax? But I always started and ended with two important questions. What is your favorite Wisconsin beer? And what is your favorite Wisconsin cheese? So I have a really good database of a lot of politicians' <laughs> favorite beers and cheeses. Were there any people who were like, oh, my God, I could never choose. It's too hard. Well, you know, there are definitely people who I think are just less attuned to, like, the different uh, brands and styles of cheeses. So you got a lot of cheddar. I mean, cheddar was just overwhelmingly the answer that people gave, which is completely legitimate. And then there were people who would get more specific about their cheddars, like, oh, you know, Hooks has a good aged cheddar. Um, and then there are people who are just like, I don't know, maybe a sharp one. And and, and then you had <laughs> some more, um, you know, one one that stood out was Kelder Royce, who was one of the Democratic candidates for governor, who um, named, you know, anything by Landmark Creamery, Car Valley Mobe, and Forgotten Valley Cheese Curds. Very specific cheese preferences She's into there. into the cheese. Um, so, that, yeah, that was sort of the range of things. Or even, <laughs> I think, uh, Paul Soglin, who was also running for governor and is the mayor of Madison, didn't even necessarily name a cheese on its own. He likes Swiss cheese on a ham sandwich. Oh, very specific. Yeah, that was that could be considered a bridge to the you know outgoing governor. Exactly, because you, know, you know governor outgoing Governor Walker eats a ham sandwich every day. You asked 
everybody what their favorite beer was. Wisconsin beer, to be clear. Oh, Wisconsin beer. That is like another level of specificity. It is, indeed. And of course, my response would have been, what? Mm -hmm. Um, You wouldn't have been the only one. There were not everyone uh, had a favorite beer. Oh, and I wonder, like, there nobody said, oh, I'm lactose intolerant, I can't have a favorite cheese. No one said that. That's true. We did have, um, I had one candidate who doesn't drink alcohol and another candidate who doesn't like beer, um, but had, you know, other things that she enjoyed drinking. But no one said they were lactose intolerant. So either none of them were or they just didn't want to admit it in that's Wisconsin. That's a career killer. Yeah, that, that that's, might be a tough one. It's like George Bush getting the blowback from broccoli. Like mm. you just got to, yeah. you know, just, you're, you know leader, leadership position in the state, you, you, mm-hmm. you have to you just gotta take it. get the lactate and deal. But we decided that we were going to do champagne pairings today because I like champagne. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. me too. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to pair. We're going to, I think, maybe open up our champagnes um, here as we go along, and we'll sort of pair our champagnes with the cheeses. I have a strong sense that, like, looking at the cheeses we've laid out here, some of them we're going to be like, "Mm, okay, yeah, sure, and then some of them we're going to be like, maybe. We have like the thing about the champagne we have, and they are actually both champagne, not sparkling wine from other regions. It is incredibly versatile in terms of food pairing. I have champagne all the time with all kinds of food. I mean, as much as my budget allow it, <laughs> which is not very much. But I do it like I have champagne with steak. You know, every year for my birthday, it's champagne and fried chicken. It's um, you know, it's great on its own. You know, it's, it's really versatile, you know, and especially when you have like a diversity of flavors like this, or if you're, ho- you know, if you're entertaining around this time of year, having something that is versatile like champagne around is actually really, really helpful. The thing about champagne also is that it is great in victory and in defeat or in just having the election cycle be over. For, Which is you know, a victory in and yeah, of itself. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, for the three weeks until the 2020 campaign starts in mm-hmm. January. Um, but, you know, we're enjoying it while it lasts, right? Absolutely. Sure. Let's open it up. Let's open up some and champagne. And let's get started. All right. So the first one that we're going to open up is that Blanc de Blancs that I told you about. This is uh, Dosnon. This is a really tiny producer in the southernmost part of sh- uh, the Champagne growing region. It's a- it actually has the same type of soil that they have in Chablis. Uh, it's Kimmerigian uh, uh, soil, which is like this, re- it's like a uh, seabed. So it's, you know, very calcareous. Perfect. Like a nun's sigh. That's right. <laughs> That's what they say. That's what they I'm say. not familiar with that, but yeah. I like it. It's but, a, there's a lot of great turns of phrases when it, in the wine world. Oh, that's great. We have those in politics, too, but they're all cliches. <laughs> the, wine world, too. It is, you we didn't say they weren't me. cliches. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, the one, I think, was deployed in the recent extraordinary session was I may have been born in the night, but I wasn't born last night. Oh, yeah, That one comes out a lot. <laughs> oh, yes. This oh. is just ethereal. It's so delicious. Oh, wow. This is incredible. I like this. Oh. See, this is why, like, you should take a chance with a knowledgeable wine merchant or psalm at a restaurant and go for a brand of or a label of champagne that you have never had because this is it's vibrant and it's alive and Oh, my mouth, is, it's like watering. There's this kind of really beautiful, sophisticated, long, rocky, stony mineral finish. Oh, oh. If I had had this in the Capitol when we were covering a 24-hour extraordinary oh, session, yeah. it would have been a little more enjoyable. Maybe if there was more champagne on the legislative floor, there would be more compromise <laughs> on the legislative floor. Yeah, you know, the champagne might make people happy. Obama had the beer summit, and mm-hmm. that's great. 
but I feel like a champagne summit might actually be more productive. But that's just me. It does sound a little frou frou, though. I know. Like, like I it's said, it's not optics. a very populist yeah, uh, not, message. This yeah. is not the. <laughs> yeah, this is not the era for <laughs> the, the champagne, champagne summit. summit. No. <laughs> so we're starting off here with Colby. We're going to be going in order. I think of the arch with our cheeses from mild to sharper. Mild, yeah, mild is sharper. But we're going to start with Colby. And you got uh, a Colby from where? Where'd you get it from? This is from uh, Wid- Widmer, uh, Widmer's Cheese Cellars. Nice. And okay. we have a Colby here on the table because a few candidates mentioned Colby. Um, Mike McCabe ran for governor as a Democrat. And he is, uh, he grew up near Colby, where we get Colby cheese from. Is it literally named for that town? I think so. Oh. That's what he yeah. said anyway. So I believed him because you should always believe what politicians say yeah. and never, you should never <laughs> check what they say. Yeah. Um, so, so Mike McCabe uh, named Colby as his favorite cheese. Mandela Barnes, the lieutenant governor-elect, named Colby Jack, which is just a variant with the marbling. And Scott Walker, current governor, outgoing in January, named Cheddar as his favorite, but Colby as a very close second. This tastes like nothing to me. It tastes like salt and boing. It, yeah, it tastes like my childhood. It <laughs> tastes like totally coming home after school with. See, we would have townhouse crackers in yes. my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, we did too. Yep. And then it would be this, you know, like sliced a on a plate, and with that, and then I would, you know, sit and chill and watch shows that people who are younger than me have no idea what they are <laughs> on Nickelodeon, but. Um, they involve green slime. It's a very, it's a comforting cheese. Like it to me, it it, it does. It tastes like snacks in childhood, or like uh, crackers and summer sausage and watching football or something like that. This cheese is vote for me, and I will not challenge you. Like I will make sure it's you're comforted. It's mild. It's the kissing of a baby of cheese. It is. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, true. The most exciting thing to me about Colby is when it's Colby Jack and it's two colors. Yes, and I should say when I was growing up. Um, my favorite cheese was Colby Jack, and I didn't know what it was called, so I just called it Jesse Cheese because why, Sounds good. why wouldn't you? Get it, girl. Yeah. Why wouldn't your favorite cheese be named after you? I've yeah. heard that. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about how the champagne oh, yeah, pairs for sure. you know, yeah, so cheese? Um, you know, if you think about um, what cheese is, right, cheese is fat. Cheese, you know, and and it's I wish salty. you would not remind yeah. me well, of that. It's okay. We, it's the holiday it's season. The holiday. We get to celebrate a little bit. <laughs> yes. The gym will be there in January. Mm. Um, and really packed. Yeah. And I will never be there. <laughs> <laughs> it will be there, but I will not. Fair. Um, but you know, so, but if you think about what she's, you know, it's fat and it's got salt. If there's any f- better match for champagne, I, I can't think of it, right? Because champagne is effervescent. It fills your mouth with, you know, these kind of like, you know, for lack of a better term, scrubbing bubbles, you know, to really kind of cleanse your, to cleanse your palate, <laughs> makes your mouth water, mm-hmm. invites you to take another bite, which makes it, which is why it's really versatile as a food pairing, you know, kind of device across, you know, even in non-traditional kind of settings. Like I said before, it was steak. I think champagne and steak is great together for that exact same reason because it really prepares you to have more. So what you're saying is when I drink this champagne, I will want another bite of cheese mm-hmm. and then I will eat the bite of cheese and want more champagne. Yeah, yeah. It's the definition of virtuous circle. That sounds perfect to me. Yeah. It's yeah, delightful. It's, it's like a really good life. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking I love of the more holidays. cheese. Yeah. yeah, let's do some more cheese. We have more. Yeah. We have a lot of cheese here. So next up we have a Munster, and it is a goat cheese Munster. Cool. Because we're fancy here. Fancy. It is from Natural Valley Goat Cheese in the scenic Kickapoo Valley. Cool. Huh. 
Yeah, in Cashton, Wisconsin, y'all. So I didn't know Cashton existed. I also didn't know you could buy a Munster that wasn't like pre-sliced from your grocery store deli counter because that's how I've always had it. Yeah, Same. Yeah, fair. Um, that fair. Was, it's a, been a staple on many a sandwich in my household. Again, this is sort of a throwback to childhood for yeah, me, for sure. I think. Um, eating a lot of sandwiches on it. But we're, we're having the Munster because Governor-elect Tony Evers named Munster as his favorite cheese. Which I think, you know, much was made during the campaign about the blandness of both of the candidates for governor. I think we're probably going to find that the Colby may have been the blandest of the cheeses. Per <laughs> Lindsay's harsh, harsh judgment. Um, harsh Ouch. but accurate. Let's be real. Tough but fair. Mm. Yeah, 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 tough but fair. <laughs> we're going to try this goat munster now. I'm like a school marm. I think this is the... This is... This is the first uh, expression of Munster I think I've ever seen with, you know, made from goat goat's mm-hmm. milk. I don't know that that's pretty. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's uncommon. I'll say, like, I, I can taste the goat and oh yeah, the for Munster. sure. It's a little funky. Mm-hmm. It's good though. I like it. I I think this is like for me. This would be deployed at my house often because it does kind of intersect interesting and yet. Pretty familiar. Yeah. And also, like, really, I bet this melts beautiful. Mm-hmm. So really well. Tony Evers, when he talked about why he likes Munster, he mentioned because it's such a good melting cheese. Ah, oh, see. Practical. So, there mm-hmm. we go. Um, and the, the fun little story that he told on the podcast was that he grew up in Plymouth, which is um, known for its many cheese factories and generally just being mm-hmm. a place where lots of cheese comes from. Tony Evers, as the story goes, was working in a cheese factory and did not like cheese, which blows my mind that you could grow up in Wisconsin and not like cheese. But he did not. And one day he was scraping the mold off of the cheese, which was his job at the factory at that point. And for some reason, that was the point at which he decided, maybe I should try this. And he did. And he liked it. And now he says he's just all about the cheese. Love of cheese through hard work. Is there a more Wisconsin (laughs) anecdote than that? Wisconsin story. So we're opening up here the the Champagne Tarlant Tarlant mm-hmm. Cuvée Louis. Yep. And this is one that is you said the oldest this, one in the bottle. Yeah, this is um, a really amazing bottle of wine. Um, uh, Champagne Tarlant is if you can find any of Mel Tarlant, um, female winemaker, if you can find any of her champagne, it is worth picking up because at every level it's great. The rosé is great. The just the you know the brut nature is wonderful, but this is one of the, um, her higher level cuvées, a little bit more special. Um, this is wine that is so champagne typically is a blend of wine um, from different vintages. This is a blend from ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, and two thousand. It's aged on. You know, it's aged on the lees, on the you know, the yeast for 16 years and then disgorged. It is an incredibly complex, totally different type of champagne than the Doznal that we had at first, right? The Doznal was linear and bright and had this, like, um, steely acidity. This is more Venice. This is 50% Chardonnay, 50% Pinot Noir. This actually tastes to me a little bit more like wine. It has um, a little bit more depth, a little bit more complexity it's it, to me. It's got a little bit more of those kind of red fruit notes, which, uh, when you pair it with, um, kind of the more complex cheeses, I think does interesting things. Like the tall grass in this is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, this is a single vineyard, really old, super delicious. 
Um, and again, another, it's a small production, you know, this is uh, hands-on winemaking. And the reason why um, it's worth seeking out some of these smaller houses. The color is so dark. I was just yeah. going to say, I yeah. don't know a lot about wine, but this seems like a very golden, sort of yeah, deep, rich sure. color. Yep. Which, which, for which champagne, a, which yeah. the other one was not. So Yeah, the, the, the Dazon, light, bright, steely. The Cuvier Louis from Champagne Tarlon is um, it's old, right? So as white wine ages, it gets darker, it and that's just a natural kind of byproduct of it. But it's, I mean, it is. I would put this on par with any champagne I've ever had, like Krug, any Dom vintages I've had. This I is would, exceptional. Yeah, I honestly could just sit here and smell it, which sounds ridiculous, but it is not. It's I not spend exactly more time smelling wine than I t- <laughs> spend tasting wine, and I spend a lot of time tasting wine. I noticed a lot more of the, sort of those bready notes in mm-hmm. the first wine, and I'm getting a lot more of this like lovely fermented apple, you know, yep. kind of thing in this one. But one thing I wanted, uh, we were sort of talking before about like the differences between sparkling wine and champagne, and one of the differences that you will notice is that there's the bubbles in this are super super tiny. Like, like really fine, they call it mousse. Tiny mm-hmm. fine bubbles. Mousse. Tiny bubbles. Yeah, in the wine. Tiny bubbles. In the <laughs> um, and, but like it's, it, that's one of the differences, right, between this and like a, a Prosecco or something else that's forced carbonated where mm-hmm. it's like a beer, right, mm-hmm. where you put it in a bright tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or whatever the wine equivalent of a bright tank is. <laughs> um, you put carbon dioxide on it. But, but, but the thing about this is that, you know, you get that, that gorgeous, just super tiny, super fine well integrated like in all yes. parts of the wine it's just not on the outside that you're tasting it's in the middle of it too that the that kind of spontaneously like the bubbles kind of spontaneously come from the middle of the glass as well as like kind of the imperfections on the glass or the dirt on the glass on the outside so okay our next cheese is going to be what we're going to do we're going to do a hooks 10 year you got a hooks 10 year and, and you got a 15 and here's why which we don't deserve by the way we oh, are not worthy of the 15 l- look at the champagne that we're drinking fair point oh okay we're making ourselves hey no one's going to make us worthy we need to make ourselves worthy okay full of insight tonight today okay. whatever it is <laughs> okay um yeah so w- the reason we got the reason I got these two cheddars is because so many people named cheddar as their favorite cheese. Let me tell you the candidates who named cheddar as their favorite cheese. Democratic candidate for governor Malin Mitchell. Democratic candidate for governor Andy Gronick. Democratic candidate for Congress Kathy Myers. Democratic candidate for Congress Randy Bryce. Iron stash with the iron cheddar. The iron stash. Uh, Democratic or sorry, Republican candidate for Congress who won his election, Brian Stile, who actually named Hooks aged cheddar. He did not have a specific gear, but he did say any of the Hooks aged. Huh. Um, Governor Scott Walker cheddar. Uh, State Senator outgoing, uh, who was a candidate for U.S. Senate, Leah Vukmir aged cheddar. And briefly in the State Senate, Caleb Frostman. He named a sharp-aged white cheddar, which I did not bring a white cheddar. But I that's felt very like Vermont of him. Yeah, it is. He's yes. not. That's yeah. That's true. Well, and so and and Hooks does a good white cheddar, um, but he talked about sort of going like being at like deer camp and eating some like white cheddar with some smoked fish, and that was a memory for him. I don't know that I would want cheddar with my fish. Yeah, smoked fish. It's yeah. fine. It would work. It's like well, bacon. Yeah, that's cheddar true. and bacon. That's a combo. Yeah. So, Just go with it, Lindsay. 
Just let it go. As everyone named, almost everyone named cheddar, I felt like uh, I would just choose some of my favorite cheddars since no one else really had a specific yeah. favorite. Um, so the, the Hook's tenure is kind of, whenever I go visit friends who aren't from Wisconsin, I usually bring Hook's tenure because I feel you like You are smart. Just, yeah. You know, no one's going to be upset with that. No. Um, and the 15 is obviously great, too. It's a bonus. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So my favorite thing about the aged cheddars, and had a conversation about this with Lieutenant Governor Rebecca Clayfish, is the crystals. Yep. Those crunchy crystals are just like everything to me when I'm eating cheese. You know, it's funny because actually I um, was talking with Andy Hatch from Pleasant Ridge from yeah Uplands. Uplands. Yeah. And those are actually a fault, I guess. Like they happen. Really? But like when you really? judge, when you judge cheese, I guess like it's not like. I want them. Yeah, I yeah. want the crystals. The crystals are the best. Yeah, this is. I don't know. Someone should fact check me, but I remember having this I'm conversation. I'm sure that's true. No, I'm sure that's true. But no one in the room fact like checks. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's one of those like flaws that is. A, a benefit at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, no, I mean, I no, think, I mean, it's yeah. enjoyable, and we all like. I mean, but the it, cheese crystals, we all like it, right? Because they're salty yeah. little bursts of awesome. But, um, yeah, it was. I was shocked, you know. And he's won some. He's won plenty of awards for that cheese. <laughs> yeah, so. it's really good. He, yeah, actually, it's funny. Um, I was writing about Riesling today, and Ooh. one of the things about Riesling is like some people will say that the kerosene gasoline petrol thing that you smell in old Riesling in particular is a flaw, and most people say it's not, right? Mm -hmm. Most people say that's just part of Riesling doing what Riesling is doing, and it's amazing wine. And you have to like let it blow off or whatever. Hopefully it blows off. Yeah. But the idea of whether it's a flaw or an asset and that there's disagreement about that yep. is actually part of what makes food interesting to me. And is also actually a, yeah. a nexus with politics. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, like every is it a flaw or a right? I mean, every a bug or a feature. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Almost, oh, look at you. Look at that tech. <laughs> Almost every disagreement it comes down to. I think most people, with some exceptions, most people who go into politics will sit down and say. I think we all agree on where we want to get, but we disagree on how to get there. And sure. I think that's sort of where that yeah. flaw totally. feature thing comes into play. It's like one person may think that more spending on something is good and gets you to the place you're supposed to be. Another person might think you need to be making cuts to get you to the place that you want to be. So uh, we've, we've gone through many serious cheeses. Yeah. Oh, this is actually part of the most interesting one for you me. You were very one. excited about this. In fact, I brought it mostly because you were yeah. intrigued. Okay, so, so one of the candidates, one of the people that you interviewed this past year, in the year of our Lord, 2018, <laughs> said that their two favorite cheeses were burrata, which is mozzarella with cream in the center, and it's like, basically, it's bad. Oh, nope, now it is. Like, it, like it's so it, it's fresher, 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 yeah. fresher. You want it to be fresh as possible, right? Um, to the point where, like, Italy, they, like, have it right there for you being made in front of you. So, like, look how fresh it is. And restaurants in Madison will, like, make it fresh. And then the other one was cold pack cheese, which I think will last past the apocalypse, probably. I've, I've tested it for yeah. long beyond I, I should have. Yeah. Like, it will, it's like Twinkies, right? It will sure. last forever because it's processed with an inch of its like whatever life it had mm -hmm. so like those two things were so fascinating but bob pointed out they're both soft and spreadable right yeah i mean it's convenience of access so that 
Remind us which was the candidate. So Attorney General-elect Josh Call, ah. his two favorite cheeses are burrata and cold pack spread, specifically the port wine cold pack which spread. Which is real good. Which Let's be real. We all like it, right? No, yeah, Bob? Oh, no? no, Bob? Oh. I, I, I'm into it. Okay. I, <laughs> I don't know. Can't He's wait to get down on it when I get judged. home. His face says lies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and yes, it, it spreads. It's easy. And it also... They both go well with other things, I think. They yeah. It's, bring things together, Which perhaps. is interesting from an attorney, right? You would think sure. like an attorney would want to make a bold stance, but no, it's it's, it's an interesting, um, you know, an interesting uh, kind of connective tissue. I went to two places to try to find port wine cold pack spread, and I couldn't find it, but I did find... The Brewster House Old Fashioned Spreadable Cheese in Plum Wine, which I assume is probably close. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't substitute Plum Wine for Port if I were drinking it. No. But They're both sweet, in cheese? Right? Uh, yeah. So this is from Schulzburg Creamery, which is located in Schulzburg, Wisconsin. <laughs> I was going to guess that for the record. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're going to give this one a try. This is uh, as close as we could get to Josh Call's favorite cheese. This is a classic high-low pairing right now. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in uncharted territory here, people. We are, a, there is a bonus cheese. But we also have, like, cold-packed cheese oh, yeah. and, like, incredibly aged, gorgeous champagne. Like, it's, yeah. this is classic. That's high-low. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, your, your champagne pairings of, like, your, you know, champagne and popcorn, champagne and chips. Yeah. I, I, it works. You know, and frankly, like, it tastes really good, and it does remind me of growing up outside of Milwaukee and have, you know, this is holiday time. It is. You know, spreadable Okay. cheese. Speaking of holiday time, are there any of these? So taking inspiration from our legislators would be an actual mm-hmm. and, you know, our friendly local wine merchant here. Uh, are there any of these pairings that you would take home to your family and be like, you know what, everybody, just go with me, the monster and the champagne. Like, are there any of these that you would take home with you? One hundred percent, I would take home that landmark tall grass with the fancy. Yeah, the tarlon. The tarlon. That See, I that's mean, my answer too. That'd be my dream yeah. for hol- the holidays. Because the cheese is so like it's creamy, but it's nutty. And yeah, it has and all it's, this it's complex, but it's not too much. Yeah, and it has that. Light. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the thing is, like, I will bring any champagne anywhere and drink it with anybody with anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like yeah. I would do any of yeah. this with yeah. all of this. And that's kind of the reason I brought the two that I brought. It's just because I thought they were like, you don't have to really think about what they were. Yeah. Doing. I mean, Although like, I think the, you know, the the aged cheddar and the kind of the richer expression mm-hmm. of champagne is really nice, too, because like, it, is. it was a little it did have a little bit more kind of fruit to it. It did have a little bit more depth. And just to be able to have that kind of intensely. um kind of concentrated aged flavor with the slightly richer champagne is nice too. I I agree. I mean the Although the wine year... is older than the cheese. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's amazing. That's math right there. That's math. So are there were there any people who answered the question of like what's your favorite cheese and you were like, "Oh my god, yes, you are definitely a Colby or whatever." That's a good question. I definitely felt that way about the beer question. Um on the cheese, yeah, maybe a little bit. So, uh Asking Kelda Roy's her favorite cheese and her naming several very specific 
brands of cheese, including um, the Forgotten Valley cheese curds that you get at the farmer's market. I think, you know, she is very much about being from Madison and being part of the Madison community. And I was not surprised that she would have some specific Madison adjacent uh, cheese preferences. Uh, Again, yeah, you know, Dana walks when he's talking about his favorite cheeses and and those cheeses coming from the Eau Claire area. I think he, much of his personality is about where he comes from. Um, same with Mike McCabe and the Colby thing. So, so in the, the beer thing, I would say, um, Tony Evers named Miller Lite. And it was because he said, you know, he, he comes from a time when craft beer was not really a thing. Miller Lite's a good old standby. Um, and, and Scott Walker named the Line and Kugels Summer Shandy. And for some reason, we're not sitting here drinking Miller Lite and Summer Shandy. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I really, I really wanted to pair the the cheeses, but Bob insisted that we drink wine instead of beer. I've had Miller Lite and Summer Shandy. I think we did a better job here. All right, final question, you guys. You ready? Yes. Lightning round. Ah! <laughs> what is your favorite Wisconsin cheese and your favorite Wisconsin beer? Go, Bob. My favorite Wisconsin cheese, hands down, no questions asked, is Pleasant Ridge Reserve. I, I love, I eat that all the time. I will eat it. If I could pick one cheese to have between now and the day I die, it would be that one without a question. Um, my favorite Wisconsin beer, that's, um, I think I'm going to go with whatever um, Miritz is in season from Levi Funk in the Funk Factory. I think um, they do an amazing job. I think. Watching anyone who can perform at that level in Madison is really impressive. When I was in Copenhagen, I was at the Mickler General Store, and Levi's beers were there. And it was I had such an incredible amount of pride seeing that. I was, you know, I was floored. So that, that or Fantasy Factory, I think, you know, um, Carbon 4, all of their beers are really great, but I really, I mean... Fantasy Factory is the one that I, I – if I'm going to go for an IPA, that's the one I'll go for, and that's the one that I recommend to people all the time. Nice. All right. Jesse? My favorite Wisconsin cheese, I'm going to say, is probably a two-way tie between one of the ones we had today, the landmark Tallgrass Reserve. I think that is just mm, – it, it just goes with any mood or, or taste that you want to have. And also, I really like the Hooks uh, triple play extra innings. Oh, so good. It's like cow, yeah. goat, and sheep. sheep. And uh, it's just good. I don't know yeah. what to say about it. Like, it's it's just all of all, – it's not too sharp. It's not too mild. It's a little interesting, but it kind of just goes with everything. Favorite Wisconsin beer. Bob stole a little of my thunder here. Definitely Fantasy Factory, Carbon 4. Uh, I also like pretty much everything they do, but – so I, I do think if you're visiting Wisconsin for the first time, you should certainly have Spotted Cow. Mm-hmm. Your People are not wrong to recommend that as a first beer. But if you're interested in then expanding beyond that or if you're you know not as interested in the like farmhouse ale or the sort of standard like lager, I, I think Fantasy Factory is the way to go as IPAs go. I think even if you don't love really hoppy beers, you might try Fantasy Factory because it's not overwhelmingly bitter. It's super drinkable. And how can you pass up that label? The kitty riding on the unicorn with the lasers and the rainbow. Like, it's just, ah, it's the best. It's a pretty so, great label. Yeah, definitely Fantasy Factory. Nice. 
I, I'm just going to go with um, Dream Farm goat cheese because mm-hmm. I love Dream Farm goat cheese. I also love Hidden Springs sheep milk feta. Mm. Really amazing. Yeah. I don't know that, it but I'm going to try it. It is the literal best feta in the universe. It's so, so good. Um, and just to go out of state for two seconds, try the Alamar Bent River because oh, yeah. it's amazing. It's like basically a, a brie, but like better and so good. So, yeah, love those. And, like, if I had to pick a beer, it would be Oh So Infectious Groove because I like my sour beers. And because you're not really a beer person until sour beers came along. Until sour beers came along, and it was a gift for me. It was a gift from Wisconsin to me to say, yes, Lindsay, you should stay here. That's right. We will make sour (laughs) beers for you. And that Infectious Groove is good. It's really good. And it's available generally. Like, I can get it uh, places. And I will, you know, I'll look out, you know, look for my unine and my perennials and stuff. But, like, that is (laughs) some deliciousness that I can get. So thank you. Thank you guys for coming in and eating food and drinking wine with me. This really has been a very special crossover <laughs> episode. So special. <laughs> it's been delightful. Thank it you. It has been fun. Cheers. Thank you, guys. This has been a very special crossover episode of The Corner Table, a podcast about food and drink in Madison produced by the Capital Times. Our music was composed by Patrick Christians. Editing and tech support is by Eric Lawrenson. The Corner Table drops every other week, and you can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us at Corner Table Podcast on Facebook, and find more food and drink news pretty much every day at captimes.com. I am your host, Cap Times food editor, Lindsay Christians. My wish for you this week is spreadable cheese and buttery crackers. Cheers! Cheers.